Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Catholic Truth. I am Brian Mercier, president of Catholic Truth, and I'm going to be teaching today about Deepak Chopra, a false New Age spiritual guide. I see many Christians on social media in different places reading Deepak Chopra, quoting Deepak Chopra, putting quotes up on their social media and such. And in fact, Deepak Chopra, as we're going to see, is very much against the Catholic Church, vehemently against Christianity, the Bible, and Jesus. He concocts a whole new Jesus and says that the Jesus of Christianity is wrong and never existed. We're going to talk about why in the world the Catholic Council of Culture invited Deepak Chopra, among other people like Chelsea Clinton, the lead singer of Aerosmith, a Buddhist evangelist, and many others, to talk at a conference, a Catholic conference, about health of mind, body, and spirit, or mind, body, and soul, the connection, and how to find healthy, the, the leaders of vaccines, and many other speakers are bringing them all together, which seems very problematic, and we're going to talk about that right after we talk about the many problematic teachings of Deepak Chopra. And we have several of his books here, and if you haven't read any of his books, he's written many books. In fact, he's written over 80 books, and 20 of them have been on the bestseller list. So this this is a guru in the spiritual world, but unfortunately, his teachings and his practices are totally, entirely, and completely against Christianity, Catholicism, and the Bible. He holds false notions about almost everything related to God and spirituality. And one of his books that we're going to be talking about highly today is The Third Jesus, which he has written about how Jesus never existed. In fact, there were three Jesuses, or there are three Jesuses. The first Jesus was the historical Jesus, who really we know nothing about, we can't know anything about, and he's kind of vanished into history, Chopra says. The second Jesus is the Jesus that the church constructed and made up. Theologians and doctors and all of these people in the church who kind of hijacked, so to speak, Christianity, they are the ones who made up Jesus and built layer upon layer, building him up over thousands of years, Chopra says, into the Jesus that we have today. And so he says that the Jesus that Christians worship is a false Jesus who never, in fact, existed. Jesus never existed. So millions of billions, in fact, of Christians worldwide are worshiping a Jesus who never existed. It's a complete fabrication of the church. It's man-made. It's invented, he says. And that's why he says that the very first line of his book, he says, Jesus is in trouble. And then he goes on to present the third Jesus, the true Jesus, the real Jesus, uh, who is really a New Age guru, someone who found enlightenment and someone who found God consciousness, became divine like God. Now, we'll talk about more of that in a second, but we have to say right at the outset that he has so many misunderstandings, flagrant, blatant misunderstandings about Jesus, the Catholic Church, and history. And throughout his book, he vehemently attacks all of these things, but never with any footnotes, never any citations, no facts, no evidence, and we're left with nothing but 
his opinion. Literally, he quotes nothing. If you are going to write a, oh, say, almost 250-page book, and you're going to try to overturn what billions of Christians believe, and you're going to try to overturn all of history, including every encyclopedia, history book, and almost every historian known to man, you single-handedly are going to try to overturn all of that with the truth. You better provide at least facts, evidence, some substantial, weighted, merited evidence that proves what you're saying is correct. Otherwise, what you're left with is you slandering and basically trying to remake history in your own opinion, and it's weightless. It means nothing because you've given no facts. And in fact, all of history disagrees with Mr. Chopra. And as we're going to see in a second, he presents Jesus as a kind of a Eastern Oriental guru who meditated for long hours in the lotus position and meditated and eventually came to divine meditation. But what he says about Christians is that Christians built up Jesus over thousands of years and he never existed. And in fact, Jesus is the Holy Ghost. He's known as the three-in-one Christ. How in the world can he get something so wrong? If he's referring to the three-in-one God, the Trinity, that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But to say that Jesus never existed and in fact, Jesus is the Holy Ghost, the three-in-one Christ, that makes no sense on any planet. It's in, You can find probably no Christian in 2,000 years that's even taught something so sadly insane. I mean, I've heard talks by Chopra, I've heard debates by Chopra, and he just gets so much wrong. I, He never quotes anything, hardly ever. I wonder where he gets his information. I mean, it's just all over the place. It contradicts itself. It's, he says Christianity contradicts itself. He says Jesus contradicts himself. He says Jesus of the Bible contradicts himself all the time, but he just doesn't understand Jesus or the Bible, and that's the real tragedy of Deepak Chopra. So for people to quote Chopra as if he's this spiritual guru when he actually has an understanding of almost zero when it comes to spiritual matters is very problematic. But basically, he says that the Bible is wrong, the apostles were wrong, basically everyone's wrong except him. And the Jesus that was concocted wasn't the Jesus of the early church. They're two different things, except if you read all the writings over 2,000 years, and even the Christian's from 2,000 years ago, 1,900, 1,800 years ago, they all teach that Jesus was divine. But Chopra says that Jesus was not the Son of God. He was not divine. He was a mere human who traveled to the East, and he practiced, sort of like Buddha, he practiced many hours of meditation, he sat in the lotus position for hours, and he came to God consciousness, which means he found divine enlightenment, which is why he could work miracles, which is why he could do uh, wonderful things, because he realized that he was God, the God, and everybody's God. I mean, most of us just don't realize we're God. This is what Hindus teach. This is what the New Age teaches. And by the way, I'll just put a shameless plug in here that if you want more information on the New Age movement, Deepak Chopra, Hinduism, and how all of this has come into our church, I have written the most up-to-date authoritative book on the New Age movement, and it's called Counterfeit Spirituality, and it gives you all the tools to see what is true and what is not. When you read spiritual books, which ones are New Age and which ones are not? The Deepak Chopra, Course in Miracles, uh, The Secret, uh, Eckhart Tolle, they all use spiritual words like heaven, hell, uh, angels, sin, forgiveness, atonement, but they believe completely and totally different things, and un-Christian things. So many Christians get led astray by these. So this is a must 
read for all Christians. It's called Counterfeit Spirituality, Exposing the False Gods. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or our publisher, Our Sunday Visitor. So Jesus found divine enlightenment just like Buddha did and just like other many New Age gurus did. He goes on to say that sin doesn't exist, and Jesus never taught about sin. <laughs> Again, I mean, you literally have to throw the Bible out the window, which he does, to say that Jesus never taught about sin because Jesus taught about sin, and he said sin will keep you from heaven. He says we have to remove all dogmas, doctrines, commandments. Don't follow any of that. I mean, does this sound like God to you people, or does this sound like the devil? Which one of them, God or the devil, wants you to get rid of sin? and commandments, and dogmas, and doctrines, and all of the things that God himself gave us. Hmm. Instead, he teaches that Jesus taught karma. He taught that we all can be divine and find our divine self. He taught that we can find reincarnation, that this world is an illusion. Everything you see doesn't really exist, and it's only when you come to spiritual reality can you see what's true. And this says nothing about the fact that he says, just countless lies about uh, the Catholic Church and Catholic leaders and priests and all of these other things. He says that the church was really started by Constantine in the late 300s, which of course is a fabrication, because if you read church history, Mr. Chopra, and if you read the earliest Christians, Mr. Chopra, there were a lot of Christians around long before the 300s. The church was around before the 300s. Read Cyprian of Carthage, for example, in the year 250. He talks about the church, talks about the Pope, talks about the primacy and leadership in the church, which Chopra says didn't exist. He said all the earliest Christians disagreed on everything, and they didn't even have a hierarchy or a priesthood or anything, which is all false, because Cyprian talks about it in the year 250, and he said when there did become a priesthood, women were allowed to become priests, which is absolutely and in all other ways false. There's literally no evidence for that. So, long story short, there's an abundance of mistakes, errors, flagrant errors, and blatant lies, misconceptions, and just outright misinformation throughout Mr. Chopra's books. I mean, every page. We're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of errors on almost every page. It's, it's really sad for someone who claims to be so educated and really claims to be so spiritual. I mean, if you have something that you're trying to prove, you're going to dismiss any information that really disagrees with you. Whereas if you want to find the truth, you have to look at the information and follow it where it leads. The last thing he says that we're going to talk about today, and there are literally many things we could talk about, but this is very problematic. Listen to what he says. I'm going to read it to you. He says, quote, the new thing that you must create is the absence of duality. No more darkness versus light. No more fixed boundaries to divide safe from unsafe, God from Satan, and self from the non-self, unquote. Wow, this is incredible. He's obsessed with non-duality. The fact that it's a Hindu belief, and he comes from a Hindu background, so it makes sense. But the Hindu belief that everything is one. Everything is one. And again, we talk about this at length in our book, Counterfeit Spirituality. There is no tree and me. There's no book in me. Me and this book in Hinduism are the exact same thing. We just don't realize it because we see all these different things because we're not spiritual. There's nothing. There's no God and the devil. There's no good and evil. Everything is one. The devil and God. Evil. Good. There's no such thing as evil. There's no such thing as sin. It's all good. It's all God. Only God exists. I mean, this is in huge, 
huge. It's very problematic uh, on the most grandest scale. I mean, he's saying that there is no evil. There's no wrong. There's no hell. There's no any of that. Forgiveness, atonement, all of that. He's basically blaspheming Jesus. He says that salvation, which comes from Jesus, is not what he did for us on the cross because that probably never happened because there's no sin. But true salvation from the true Jesus, he says, is discovering who you truly are and your God consciousness, which is blasphemy and heresy. So again, it's problematic. There's no Christian who can read Deepak Chopra in good conscience because everything he says is literally against our faith, our religion, and our God. Which brings us to our next point of why in the world the Catholic Church has invited someone like Deepak Chopra to speak at their spiritual conference. The name of the conference, which is taking place in May, is called the Exploring the Mind, Body, and Soul. And they're having probably over a hundred, I believe, a hundred speakers and doctors and different people from all walks of life to talk about connection between religion and faith and spirituality and science. And while the Council of Culture says that it's kind of dialogue and create dialogue and challenge a lot of the beliefs out there, the problem is that your belief uh, at the Vatican is also going to be challenged too. Really what it comes down to is we're inviting a lot of people to the Vatican to discuss things and give their own opinions of what they think is true, including Deepak Chopra, who has no business giving any information because he has no credibility whatsoever in the realm of spirituality or really science or anything at all in regards to Catholicism. I mean, he's against Catholicism and you're inviting him. Other people who are being invited is a Buddhist evangelist, a Sufi. You have the Shiites of Islam, you have different sects of Islam, and then you have Sufism, which is kind of like a new agey sect of Islam. And most Muslims don't even treat it credibly because it's kind of a foofy <laughs> sidearm of Islam. But uh, you have him, you have a singer of Aerosmith. You have Goodall, who actually is a population controllist. He says that we should go back. Now, get this, people. He says we should go back to the population we had 500 years ago. We need to get rid of this population or control it so we can bring it down, down, down. He said one of the biggest problems in this world is our overpopulation, which, of course, is a myth. But the problem is he's... I mean, Thanos, anybody? Have you seen Endgame? Have you seen... Thanos, if you haven't, he snaps his fingers and he wiped out half of the world's population because he believed it was overpopulated. I could list a many people in this conference who are extremely, extremely antithetical to Christianity and problematic. One of them being Chelsea Clinton, who says that, oh, being a spiritual, devout person and a deeply religious person, abortion and getting rid of abortion and removing the abortion laws is very antithetical to Christianity. She said it's anti Christian, and it's against what she believes. I mean, we're talking about the slaughter, killing of thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of babies, millions of babies since 1973, and she says that's anti-Christian to stop killing babies. How many people worldwide are experts in medicine, in spirituality, and not anti-Catholic and anti-Christian spirituality. How many people are experts in vaccines and many other things? And we are getting these whack jobs who are completely and totally, first of all, don't have endless or even any credentials sometimes. Some have no scientific credentials whatsoever or any spiritual credentials worth bragging about. But with people out there who have so many, why are we bringing in these people? And okay, 
I'm okay with dialogue to a certain point, but this is not a dialogue. This looks like syncretism, which the Catholic Church expressly condemns. Syncretism is where you believe, and this is a New Age belief that we talk about in our book, Counterfeit Spirituality, it talks about how all religions are basically correct, and all religions you know, are basically a path to God. You know, you have some of the truth, we have some of the truth, they have some of the truth, and we can all learn from each other and dialogue from each other. And many people since Vatican II have misinterpreted gravely Vatican II to say that, oh, well, we can open up dialogue and talk about these things. And that is not what Vatican II said. Never did Vatican II say that. Not in the full context, anyways. The context of Vatican II, if anyone has actually read it, and I wonder if these people who are promoting this conference have, but, but they spin Vatican II. Vatican II is so clear that the goal of evangelization and any ecumenical dialogue is conversion of the people and of the world to Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. Because the Acts 4.12, as Vatican II quotes in the Bible, says that no one can be saved except through Jesus. So it's our duty, it's our joy, it's our love to help them to come to know Jesus, the love of the universe, the one creator, the true God who became man and gave us the fullness of the truth, which Deepak Chopra says doesn't exist. This is the man that we need to evangelize people with. And if we have dialogue and if we find out about their faith, it's in and such a way that we can evangelize them and share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. Not just say, oh, share with us what you believe. We'll share what you believe. We can all learn from each other. That is not true evangelization. That is a false ecumenical movement. Dialogue is great. Communication is great. I do it all the time with people, and we have great dialogues, but we also get to the point of where we disagree, and we have discussions about what is true and what is not as well, and that's important. Again, I'm not against necessarily dialogue of this sort of kind if it's done in the right way at the right time with the right motives, but the Catholic Church, since the papacy of Pope Francis, and I'm not condemning our pontiff or slandering him because God will smite us if we do, and that's not our job. It's our job to pray for him and maybe point out any errors that might happen, but it is true that many problematic aspects have happened since he was elected. People have been allowed to do whatever they want. The Amazon Synod Conference, for example, where many atrocious things happened, no evangelization happened, and our church since then has had a track record of a lot of confusion, of a lot of poor statements, of a lot of statements taken out of context, of a lot of actions that have been horrific. Pope Francis said he would drain the swamp of the corruption in the Curia, and we all waited with bated breath for that, and it has not happened, and perhaps it's even gotten worse, and we've heard some of the most atrocious things of corruption in the hierarchy of the church. And with this hierarchy being corrupt and many confusing statements and many liberals trying to hijack the church, I think we have greater problems in our church than dealing with health of mind, body, and soul, which is important, but get your own house in order first. Get your house in order. Stop telling other people that they need to get in order and study these things if we're not in order first. We have to fix the problem. It's so important. If we got our house in order first and we had a clear teaching authority, which we used to have, and if we preached and acted morally as the worldwide moral authority as we used to, then we would have a place to open up these dialogues and teach and preach to the people. But otherwise, it just looks like syncretism. One rock in a long line of rocks, one line in a long line of things that have been confusing, that people don't understand, that people are going to misinterpret interpret, look, the Catholic Church has got Deepak Chopra. So clearly Deepak Chopra is an okay person. Look, he's 
got Aerosmith and self-declared atheists and other New Age gurus and a whole assortment of people that why? Why? There's so many better people that we could learn from who have more credentials and that sort of thing. At best, it's confusing and it's not helpful to the situation. It comes across as syncretism and it comes across as, oh, the Catholic Church just accepts everyone and all beliefs are the same now when that's not true. The Catholic Church officially condemns that in her councils and in her writings. And if you want to see more on this, you can read the Vatican's own document on the New Age movement and on meditation, which is called Jesus Christ, the Bearer of the Water of Life, and the other document on some aspects of Christian meditation, both of which we quote in our book, Counterfeit Spirituality. So definitely, definitely pick up this book. It'll teach you everything you need to know on all spiritual matters. What's good? What's bad? How do you know the difference? Most Catholics cannot recognize the New Age, which is why we made this book. And there's so many different topics from Zen and mindfulness and yoga and centering prayer and uh, transcendental meditation, acupuncture. I mean, you name it. Uh, astrology and the occult, monism, uh, Course in Miracles, Eckhart Tolle. We talk about almost everything. Yes, the publisher did remove a couple chapters, which I wasn't super happy with, but you know what? We'll make videos on each of those things, and we'll make blog posts on each of those things, and we're making a Catholic Truth members-only platform, which are going to hit all of these in abundance. So please, it needs to be shared. Deepak Chopra needs to be exposed. And our church, which is burning down all around us, is focusing on global warming. It's focusing on vaccines. It's not focusing on the problem. It's like having a broken leg. And you're like, oh, look, you have a zit. And you try to get rid of the zit when the poor kid's crying and has a broken leg, maybe two broken legs. And you're like, oh, look, your skin's a little dry. Let's get some cream on your hands. His leg's broken. Our church is burning down around us, and we are worried about vaccines and other things which are important, but not until we fix the broken leg. There are so many more important things in our church that are leading people to hell, and they're leading people down the path away from God and not to God, including many in our hierarchy who will not be going to heaven unless they repent and turn their entire life around to Jesus and spend the rest of their life doing penance for the atrocities and evil abominations they have done. And I'm no judge. I'm just saying that there's a lot of evil in the church that needs to be dealt with. So we need to pray more. We can't let anger get the best of us, even though it's very frustrating sometimes. We have to pray more for ourselves, for the Pope, for the bishops, for the priests, for the church at large. We need to pray, 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 and fast, and do the rosary, and get these things in gear. People who just complain and and vent about the church and complain about the church and sit on their high horse and judge the Pope and the bishops and everything else. They're no better than the Pharisees and they're not fixing the problem. They're not making any difference. And it's a, it's a spirit of Martin Luther. That's all he did was complain against the church too, but he didn't do anything to fix it. Whereas people like Francis de Sales, St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, the more problems they faced, the more they prayed, the more they fasted, and the more holy they became. And they ended up transforming and reforming the Catholic Church. And that is our job too. And that only comes through holiness, not through self-righteous condemnation, through holiness. And please support our ministry so we can reach many more people. Well, you can see our Facebook, our Instagram, our PayPal, Patreon, everything down below. And if you want our book, Counterfeit Spirituality, you can find that below in the show description notes as well. Please consider buying that book. It is so important for Catholics to be informed. God bless you.